have broken bread together, brothers and sisters, and feasted together in love. Now, tell me, you who are new in our congregation, can you tell which of us were Jews and which were Gentiles before we were converted? <laughs> it's a foolish game. Yes, yes, but won't you play? Oh, oh, you, Barnabas, you were a Jew. Your name betrays it. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> but Paul, you were a Gentile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Rabbi Gamaliel would be heartbroken to learn how Gentile I've become. <laughs> Peace, all of you. Peace. What is it, Simon? Don't you hear the voice of the Spirit of God? Yes, Lord. I will. What did the Spirit whisper? Barnabas and I are to be set apart and take our leave of you and preach the gospel in Cyprus, Barnabas's homeland. So, from the joy we have in being together, now we must send you out into the world. We cannot keep it to ourselves, can we? We'll set you apart, Paul, Barnabas, to serve this mission. Come here so that we can lay our hands upon your head, Paul. And you, Barnabas. In the name of Jesus Christ, and with his power, we set you apart for this mission. Oh, the smell of the sea. <coughs> oh, salt spray and rotting fish. I'm seasick already. <laughs> Nonsense, Paul. Paul, take me with you. John Mark. We were the ones called to do this. Well, did the Spirit say, send Paul and Barnabas, but I forbid you to take along John Mark as an assistant? <laughs> no. I can't recall hearing the Spirit whisper that. Then can I come? I thought you came along to help me bring the horses back to Antioch. Oh, Luke. I I'm sorry. No matter. I can manage. Provided Paul promises that I can go with him when he leaves again. Uh, you act as if this were some great privilege. It is. Well, another time, if the Lord is willing, Luke, I will surely want you with me. And in the meantime, John Mark, are you taking your manuscript with you? No. I left it with Menachem. Good. I want to make a copy. And perhaps add some things Menachem has told me about Herod Antipas. Ah, that's right. He grew up in the old King Herod's court, didn't he? That's our ship. See the figurehead? Well, then it's time to leave the horses in your care, Luke. God be with you till we meet again, and pray for us. The sea isn't always kind, even to the servants of the Lord. They sailed the miles to the island of Cyprus and put ashore in Salamis. As Paul would do in every city he visited, on all his missions, he first preached the gospel of Jesus Christ in the synagogues among the Jews. But soon it was plain that few of the Jews wanted anything to do with these Christians, and Paul, Barnabas, and Mark journeyed to Paphos, where the Roman governor sent for them. His Excellency Sergius Paulus, governor of Cyprus, in the name of the emperor, requires you to come to him and tell him what it is you are teaching here in Cyprus without his consent. Gladly. Take us with you. What? 
You're glad to be called to the governor? Why should we deprive Roman rulers of the chance to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? Madman. Come with me, then. Paul, Barnabas, would you be so kind as to remove your shoes? Certainly. This floor is very ancient and very beautiful. And the dirt on your sandals scrapes away the color of the mosaic. Forgive me, we did harm without knowing it. These charlatans know exactly what harm they do. Oh, permit me to introduce Elemas Bar Yeshua. He passes for a wise man among us, my one advisor who is steeped in the secrets of the Jews. The secrets of the Jews? I know something of those matters myself. My, your excellency, these men know nothing. They have invented some story about a criminal in Judea who arose from the dead like a devil, and all his people hold feasts like those of Astoreth in older times, where they glut themselves and plot to overthrow Rome and establish a kingdom in its place. <laughs> you see why I call you to me. You are obviously very dangerous men. Helamus, you liar, you son of the devil and enemy of all goodness, will you never stop twisting the straight ways of the Lord? I know the Lord, and you do not. It is he who gives me the power to see the future. And in the future, I see your death and destruction, Saul of Tarsus. Well, if your sight is so clear, why is it that the truth is so well hidden from you? Look now and see power. The hand of the Lord strikes you. You shall be blind, and for five days you will not even see the sunlight. I... <laughs> What, what have you done? Where, where is everyone? I, I'm blind. Don't let me fall. Someone take my hand. Someone lead me. I can't see. Take him out. Paul, I meant no harm. Give back my sight. Paul, citizen of Rome, and yet also a Jew, and yet also a... What do you call yourselves? We are Christians. You made a man blind. Such power, my friends. I respect such power from the other world. Do you do smokes and mists? Do you make things disappear? <laughs> no, we do nothing of that kind, Your Excellency. We teach men to love each other and, and do good to each other, to repent of their sins and accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The sacrifice? Wasn't he executed as a criminal? The men who killed him thought so. But he had power far greater than mine. How then could they kill him unless he chose to let them? He was a willing sacrifice to pay the penalty of our sins. And through believing in him, we are made clean in his sight. You are more dangerous than I ever thought. I brought you here to keep you from imposing on the people of Cyprus. But now you are beginning to impose on me. You can be sure we mean no harm. Here, come with me into my private chambers. Teach me about this Jesus. 
satisfy me that I ought to let you preach freely here on this island. But if we teach you, Your Excellency, there is one small danger. And what is that? We may convert you. <laughs> me? And then, if you did not repent of your sins, you would stand condemned before God. Remember that you are speaking to the governor of Cyprus. You are audacious, friend. Perhaps it's because I've heard flattery for so long. But I find you interesting. Come, take soldiers in with you. And if he chooses to strike me blind, what would the soldiers do? Could they restore my sight? This man has more power than we have. I know what power is. I mean to learn from him why a criminal who rises from the dead has anything to do with repenting of sins. Come along. I haven't more than an hour for you. And so it was that Paul taught Sergius Paulus and the Roman governor believed. Baptize me? Someday, perhaps. Right now, such an act would surely lead to my removal from office, and the next governor might not be lenient with you. No, I'll remain as I am, and with the power that I have in the world, I will protect you Christians from death. Will you, then, stand witness for me before the judgment bar of God and save me also from death? You need no witnesses or advocates. Christ knows your heart. But even Jesus was baptized. Someday, Paul, have patience. Their work in Cyprus finished, it was time for them to leave. But instead of returning to Antioch, Paul and Barnabas decided to sail north. John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. It was not his mission and he had other work to do. What? Not your mission? Well, I, I wasn't called to it. I asked to come along. And once you joined us, Mark, it became your calling. If it did, I called myself. And why not? If the Lord accepted your offer, what right do you have to change your mind and take it back? Paul, if he feels a need to go, what's that to us? Oh, I won't argue with both of you. I'm not your master, only a fellow servant of the Lord. God be with you, John Mark. And with you. Oh. <coughs> Is it a law of the sea that sailors are never to be allowed to put gently into port? Perga, the city of Perga. No, Barnabas, this isn't the place. This wasn't the boat either, but no one asked me. All right, everyone out. Ah, very well. Now, where from here? Why did the Lord bring us this far? Oh, there, sir, what boat is this? What, is this a boat? <laughs> Don't speak ill of my little vessel, man. You didn't drown, did you? Are you bound for Cyprus? After dinner and a good night's sleep? I imagine so. If you have money for the passage. I'm from Antioch, north of here, and I was... Antioch! I'm from Antioch, but it isn't north of here. Well, I should know where Antioch is. I've walked south with my son and my mule for nine days, and here I am. There are two Antiochs, that's all. Syrian Antioch and Pisidian 
Antioch. And that's where we're going. All the way to Pisidia? Actually, farther yet. Pisidian Antioch is in Phrygia. Then why is it called Pisidian Antioch? It's nearer to Pisidia than it is to anywhere else. Except Phrygia, of course. That oh. makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes. Of course, to a Phrygian. <laughs> They went to Pisidian Antioch and told the story of Jesus' birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. On the first Sabbath, the crowd accepted them. But the following Sabbath, the Jewish leaders shouted and abused them and tried to stop them from speaking. No, get them out of here. Jesus was a criminal. A devil. They're only here to rob you. Throw them into prison. Israel, I came to you first because Jesus came to you first. You are not rejecting me. You are rejecting him. You are unworthy of eternal life. The birthright of the eldest son will now be given to the younger. I am appointed a light to the Gentiles. They will see and they will understand. The Gentiles embraced the word of the Lord. But the Jews stirred up powerful enemies against Paul and Barnabas, and they were expelled from the city. Ah, get rid of them. Get them out of here. Never come back. This is a quiet place. We have no need of you. You have no need of anything except what we could have given you. You have heard the truth, and you have despised it. I shake the dust of your city from my feet, as a testimony against you who refused the gift that Jesus offered you. Paul and Barnabas went 80 miles beyond their last point to Iconium, where many Jews and Gentiles were converted. But again, the leaders of the Jews stirred up the authorities and they were forced to flee the city in order to save their lives. And so they came to Lystra. Through the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be made whole, body and spirit. Paul of Tarsus. Who is it called to me? It's just a crippled man who sits here in the public square. Pay no attention to him. Where is he? Let me go to him. Here I am. Why did you call on me? In all my life, these twisted legs of mine have never let me walk. I've heard every word you've said these last few days, and I believe that Jesus is surely the Son of God. But now, you said he could make me whole in body, too. I see you have the faith to be cured. Through the grace of Christ, I have been given the power to cure you. In his name, stand up, straight on your feet, my brother. Oh, he's walking. Never in his life before. The gods have come down to us in human form. These men have the power of the gods. These men are gods. 
surely the bearded one is Zeus. And the one with the voice of fire, that is surely Hermes. Hermes, what do you want from us? What are you calling us? No, 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 we are not gods. We are servants of the one true God. A sacrifice. We will offer you a sacrifice. The gods have come to us. Bring an ox. Sacrifice an ox to Zeus and Hermes. Men, men, what is this that you are doing? We are only human beings, no less mortal than you. The good news we bring tells you to turn away from this foolishness of Zeus and Hermes and to come to the living God who made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. Oh, in the past ages, he allowed you to believe these fables. And yet, he forgives you for not knowing him. He sends you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons and gives you food and good cheer in plenty. Now hear me and listen to the tale of the greatest gift of all the life of God's own son, who died and was raised again. The sacrifice was stopped, but their problems weren't over. For now, the Jewish leaders from Iconium and Pisidian Antioch came and met with the leaders of Lystra. Healings. Well, I, I didn't actually see the healing with my own eyes. They think they can fool you because you aren't trained as Jews. But believe me, these men are liars and criminals. And if you were Jews, you'd know it in a moment. We regularly stone men like this, for they blaspheme the gods. Well, they did say that Zeus and Hermes were mere fables. There, you see. What's that to you? You Jews don't believe in Zeus either. I'd rather see you believe in Zeus than in this Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus was only a man, flesh and blood like us. Will you give up gods in order to worship a man? Oh, they'll go away soon enough. They don't go away, friend. They baptize the people who are stupid enough to believe in them, and they organize them into a church. And then, even after they're gone, your own citizens will be preaching these lies, and they'll be here in the city forever, stirring up revolt and spouting blasphemies, until the whole city turns upside down. It's happened in dozens of other cities. Why, there are riots wherever they go. What should we do, then? Unless you hate your gods, stone these men and cast their bodies out in the fields to rot. No one can say that I don't honor Zeus. Then why are Paul and Barnabas alive? So in the city where the people had almost offered sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas as gods, Paul was stoned, and they dragged him out of the city and left him, thinking he was dead. Paul. Paul, they told me you were here. Oh, Father in heaven, must this man already be a martyr to the gospel? Barnabas, instead of grieving, why don't you take me into a house and try to heal me? 
Oh! Oh, praise God for this. He isn't dead. He will be soon enough if we don't dress his wounds. Come on now, carry him into the city. Paul, you gave me my legs. What should I do? Spend your life telling everyone of the love and power of Christ and teach them to repent of their sins as you did and believe as you did. <coughs> oh, no, I, I think I'd rather not answer any more questions. Man, were you making him talk? No one has to make me talk, Barnabas. <laughs> when I die, it'll probably take an hour for me to fall silent long enough for anyone to notice that I'm dead. Fall silent now, my brother. Hurry! Now be careful. so much better this morning. Ah, I feel much better. The Lord must want my mission to go on. No thanks to the people of Lystra. How can they turn so quickly? One moment they want to make a sacrifice to us, and the next moment they want to make us the sacrifice. Well, any man who doesn't love the Lord can easily be persuaded to hate us. But don't you realize what it meant they thought we were gods. Is that good? Oh, don't you see, Barnabas? When we go to the Jews, we can say, the Messiah has come, and his name is Jesus, and they know what we mean. They're all expecting the Messiah. But the Gentiles, they've never heard of the Messiah. They've never prayed for him to come. So we only confuse them when we talk about the prophecies. Ah, but they do wait for a Messiah. Oh, no, no, they, they don't have the prophecies of Isaiah. But they look at their stone and wooden idols and they long for the day when their gods will become real. They also are wishing for the living God and we are bringing him with us. Well, what are you saying? Their idols aren't the true God. And they know it. They're only worshipping statues until the real gods come. And when God comes to them, oh, they are prepared to rejoice. More prepared, I think, than were most of the Jews in Palestine. So we, so we don't teach them the way we teach the Jews? Well, we don't explain all the prophecies of the Messiah and then persuade them that Jesus is the promised one. They also have been longing for the Savior, only... They hope for him under another name. The living God who will come to them. So this was the message that Paul took with him to the Gentiles. That Jesus did not come to fulfill the hopes of the Jews, but rather to fulfill the hopes of all men. And years later, when Paul dared to speak of Christ to the philosophers of Athens, the most honored wise men in the world, he did not try to turn them into Jews before he could turn them into Christians. Instead, he found their own emptiness and filled it. Men of Athens, 
I see that in everything that concerns religion, you are uncommonly careful. For as I was going about looking at your gods, I noticed an altar with these words inscribed on it, to an unknown god. I had heard that the men of Athens were wise, and I see that it's true. You are wise enough to know that you don't know at least one god. I have come to you from that unknown god, and I tell you that of all the gods you honor, this god that you don't know, he is the only one who really lives. He is the one who made the universe, who made you. And one of your poets said, we are his children. We are his children. Are we made of gold or silver or stone or wood? No. We're made of flesh and bone. And so when the unknown God came to earth, he was also clothed in flesh and bone so that we would know that we were truly his. He came. He knew us. He loved us. And he will judge all men, even you, wise men of Athens, but not as a mortal man, not as a man judging other men. For Jesus of Nazareth died in the flesh, and then he arose from the dead, and covered with light and glory, he is our God, and he will judge us as God, knowing truth, and yet also as a man, having compassion on our weakness. What is this nonsense? A man raised from the dead. <laughs> Don't waste our time with children's fables, man. Come back another time when you have something believable to tell us. Yes, another time. Ah, yes. You are too wise. You don't look for the unknown God anymore. And so you'll never find him. Only those who seek will find. Only those who hunger for a living God will know him when he comes. No, 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 you're wrong. That's not right. My friends, please. I am weary of argument. Must we have heresies and Sadducees among us? Must we have ourselves bound about with laws like a fence instead of having the Lord's word like a lamp within our hearts? How many years has it been since the Lord told me that the Gentiles were clean? And still you insist that they must be cleansed again. Why do you provoke God by laying on the shoulders of these converts a yoke which neither we nor our fathers were able to bear? It is by the grace of the Lord Jesus that we are saved. And so are they, and not by circumcision. Is Moses to be forgotten then? So are we to let heathens be Christians? Are we to forget our covenants? Jesus was also a Jew. If they are Christian, they are not heathen. 
If they are Jews who do not believe in Christ, then they are heathen. What did you say? That is the way that it is. Do you despise the temple? That's right. Paul speaks the truth. Look at us. Look at us, brothers. Have we learned nothing? We ought to be divided from the world, not divided against each other. We will send the Christians an Antioch a letter and bind them only to what the Holy Spirit taught us was essential and no more. And we'll have done with this controversy. If anything destroys the Church of Jesus Christ, brothers, it will be our arguments. It will be the divisions among us. Nothing will destroy the Church of Christ, Peter. Well, how long do you think the Holy Spirit will stay in hearts that are filled with hate? What have I heard from you, even today? You are a sinner. You are antichrist. You are a traitor. You are a fool. Don't you know that it's, it's better to love your brother than to correct his faults? When, when will you learn it? Hatred like this killed my lord. Must you wound him again and again? Yes, I am speaking to the deaf. Enough! You are not yet worthy of Jesus, and yet he grants you his grace. Paul and his companions brought Peter's message of conciliation to Antioch. Even so, nothing seemed harder to find in the church than peace. Even Paul and Barnabas, when it came time to set out on another missionary journey, could not stop their anger. No, Barnabas, I won't take him with us. John Mark is a worthy man. I will not travel with a man who leaves his mission before the work is done. What? You're not still remembering that, are you? That was years ago, Paul. He was young. He had work to do elsewhere. I won't travel with a man I can't trust to stay. Now, perhaps you think the Lord's work isn't important enough to... The Lord said to forgive seven times seventy. Oh, the Lord said that the laborer was worthy of his hire. But what of the man who hires on to reap in the vineyard and then gets tired and quits before the work is done? Paul, you're being a fool. Uh, do you hear the way we're speaking to each other, Barnabas? We faced death together. We worked miracles together. And now... How can we resolve it? If we don't take Mark, I'm afraid I'll be angry at you often. Mm -hmm. And if we do take him, I'll be angry at him. And at me. Yes, and at you. Well, why must we go together? I'll take Mark with me and go to Cyprus, and, and well, you take whom you will. Silas. We'll do twice as much good then, won't we? <laughs> twice as much. And love each other more easily, perhaps. <laughs> Paul and Silas went through the cities of Asia Minor, where Paul and Barnabas had gone before. And in Lystra, where they had stoned Paul, they found the church thriving and strong. There are 300 of us now. 300? What a preacher you are, Demeter. I was crippled all my life, Paul. Whenever I walk now, it's a living testimony to the power of God. All the same, there are those that would rather see me crippled again. Has there been much persecution? We're careful, that's all. We speak no ill of anyone, as you told us. 
We don't make any public boasts of our numbers, and all our teaching is done with meekness and love. Still, I've been in prison twice, and so has my nephew, Timothy. What? A Timothy? You hardly look old enough for them to consider you dangerous. I'm not dangerous. <laughs> not dangerous. Oh, Timothy is mild. Timothy whispers. He never argues. But still, men listen to him, and the Spirit of God is always with him. Many of the Christians think of him as just a young man, but our enemies know him better. Timothy's life is in danger here, Paul, young as he is. Are you afraid, Timothy? Why should I be afraid? The Lord will keep me alive until my work is done, and then I'll gladly go home and meet my Savior. Hmm. You seem so very sure of that. When the Holy Spirit has dwelt within your heart, you have no room for doubt. Come with us, Timothy. Me? I say come with us. In Lystra, you're in danger. But with me, you can use your gifts in many cities, not just here, where they don't value you. That won't be much use to you in the synagogues. My father was a Greek, even though my mother is a Jew. I know, which brings me to a difficult point, Timothy. You've heard me bring the word from the apostles that Gentiles don't need to be circumcised. And yet, if you're to come with me, I will have to circumcise you. Paul, after all that we've suffered over that question... Patience, Silas. Don't you see, we'll be going from city to city, speaking first to the Jews. Now, will they listen to Timothy if he's uncircumcised? The ritual isn't necessary for his salvation, but it is necessary for the work he has to do. When I eat with men who do not eat pork, I don't bring pork with me just to offend them. I'll gladly do it, Paul. For the sake of Christ, I do harder things than that. Just don't let the saints in Jerusalem hear about it. What? <laughs> On the contrary, I'll write them a letter about it immediately. Why, they'll like me better than they have in years. Yes, I will. Paul, oh, what is it? Wake up. You're having a dream. Oh, Timothy. Oh, Timothy. Ah, oh, my young brother, yes, I had a dream. A Macedonian was crying out to me, saying, Come across the Hellespont and help us. And, and I stood at the verge of the water, and it was deep and wide, and, and I could not move. To Macedonia. Well, you can move now. Now I know why the Spirit forbade us to go to Bithynia. Come, Timothy. Wake up, Silas. I'm awake. I'm just wondering what time it is. <laughs> it's time to go. Why is it that men as old as you who can get by on four hours of sleep persist in the foolish notion that no one else needs more? Oh, well, you can sleep on the boat. Oh, yes, the boat. I look forward to that with rejoicing. You may be sure. Oh, poor Silas. Is it too much for you? What? You didn't think I was complaining, did you? No. That, that was just my body grumbling. My spirit wakes up a little later, that's all. <laughs> I see. No, it's good for the flesh to suffer a bit. 
Mine's the body who's in charge here. Flesh be ruled by the spirit in all things. And just hope there isn't a mutiny. Oh, Silas. There are so few of us and so many of them. Each of us has to do the work of five men if we're to have any hope at all. Paul, I'd die for the Lord. It's getting up in the morning that's hard. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) They crossed from Troas to Samothrace and eventually found themselves in Philippi where they baptized a prominent woman named Lydia who took them into her home and fed them during their days of preaching there. Through her, they formed the nucleus of a church among the Philippians. But where the Spirit of God labored, the devil also came. For there was a slave girl who was possessed by a spirit that told fortunes. And she took to following them around the city wherever they went. Possessed by a devil, devil, testifying that we're from God. She's well known in the city for telling fortunes. Everyone will think we've paid for her to do this. They'll think we're like her owner, preaching only to get money. We silence her. The owner's hoping we'll bribe them to keep her away from us. Well, if they are, they're going to be disappointed. Girl, girl, come here. Servant of Jesus, you are what this city has been longing for. Tell us the future, prophesy for us. Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was his name and power that saved you. What? What what, what have you done? What have you done to her? Master, this man has freed me from the spirit that possessed me. I can see that. Any idiot can see that. What have you done to me? How am I supposed to make a living now? What kind of living is it to profit from a devil tormenting a child? The only living I had, that's what. Hundreds of people pay good money to consult her. And now you've ruined her. Master, I'm happier now. I'm not. What good are you to me now? An hour ago, I could have sold you for your weight in gold. Now I couldn't sell you for more than a common slave. Less, in fact, since you don't know how to do anything. You strangers! How dare you do this? But, sir, don't you understand that this was done with the power of God? So was her oracle. And I like that God better than yours. I'll have you punished for this. You'll see.
What is it? Open up in the name of the Emperor Claudius. What do you want? I've broken no law. The so-called Christians, where are they? What have they done? Here I am. Paul, no! Where are the other two? Right here. What are we charged with? Seize them! Don't harm Lydia. She's not involved, whatever it is. My orders speak of the three Christian preachers. Now come along. That's them. There they are. Coming here to persuade Roman citizens to follow strange gods. People of Philippi, will you endure their abominable customs? No. No, Will you let them rob us and defile our gods? No. The way they destroyed the god of my slave girl's prophecies. Hold your peace. The magistrates have ordered them stripped and flogged and thrown into prison. Let that be enough for you. Bear with this. They can only harm the flesh. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm younger than they are. I'll take the flogging for both of them. (laughs) Did you hear that? Well, if you're so eager for the lash, I'll give you three times the beating. They'll still get theirs, you may be sure. Uh, Lord Jesus, I offer this to you. Not bad for a prison. I haven't had much experience with them. Might be quite nice. <laughs> if they hadn't locked our feet in these stocks. I can't see. Is the floor clean enough to lie down? <laughs> no. Not if you want the stripes on your back to heal. Mm. Ah, Timothy, how are you doing? I'm all right. I was a fool to try to act like a hero wasn't I? A fool? Perhaps. But that's the whole point of the gospel. Let the world think us fools, but our work is to bear each other's burdens. What are you in here for? Huh? Somebody's in here. Of course we are. There's no shortage of prisoners in Philippi. No. They flogged you. I know. Well, brothers, while we're here, we might as well set to work. Work? While our feet are bound in stocks? We are prisoners here for the sake of Jesus Christ. Have you heard of him? Is he from Neapolis? He is from heaven, friend. The son of the Most High God. And so they taught the prisoners, and prayed, and praised God, and sang psalms, when suddenly there came an earthquake. What is it? The walls will fall! We'll be killed! Killed? No! No! This earthquake came from the Lord! See! Our feet are unshackled, and the door is standing open! When the guard outside saw that the prison door was open, he was sure the prisoners had escaped during the earthquake. He had failed at his duty, and as a Roman soldier, he was bound to kill himself or be utterly disgraced. Paul saw him and shouted, Oh, no! Don't 
calm yourself, man. We're all here. If you mean to kill me, do it quickly. We have no intention of that. This earthquake came from the Lord Jesus Christ because we were unjustly held in this prison. <laughs> or do prisoners usually come unshackled in earthquakes here? Gentlemen, lords, have mercy on me. What must I do to be saved from your God? Oh, you don't need to be saved from God. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will save you from death and hell, you and all your household. They taught him the gospel, despite their wounds, and even at that late hour of the night, the prison keeper took them to his home and washed their wounds, and immediately afterward, he and his whole family were baptized. Then they ate together and partook of the Lord's Supper and rejoiced with his whole family in his newfound faith. And in the morning, messengers came from the magistrates. The three men who were brought here yesterday, you are ordered to release them and send them on their way out of the city with the blessing of the gods. Release us? Don't be ridiculous, man. Sounds all right to me. They gave us a public flogging. They threw us into prison for no reason. And with us Roman citizens, do they think they can commit a crime like that against us and then sneak us out of the city privately to save themselves from embarrassment? No, indeed. Let them come in person and escort us out with honor as public as our humiliation was yesterday. You're, you're Roman citizens? I am. From one of the foremost families in Tarsus. If you had asked me, I would have shown you ample proof of it. Oh, I'm sure the magistrate didn't know that you were. It, 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 it was all just a mistake. I, I'm, Go I'm sure. to the magistrates and tell them to come to me. For I won't leave this prison until they apologize. Or until the ruler of this province removes them from office. Be patient. I'll hurry. I, I'm sure they'll just, just be patient. The Lord sends an earthquake. But it doesn't impress them half as much as a Roman citizen. A Roman citizen can cost you your job. An earthquake only threatens your life. The magistrates came and apologized, and between their apologies and the earthquake, it caused a stir that was talked about for days. There were some, however, whose lives would never be the same because of it. Lydia, before I leave, let me put this good man into your charge. How can you expect me to teach him when he's had you for a teacher? Well, I expect you both to help each other to learn from the Spirit of God. You and all the other Christians newly baptized here in Philippi. Do you think that your faith will go unnoticed in heaven? Yesterday I kept these men in prison. Now I know that I was the prisoner. And through these men, Jesus Christ has set me free. A most remarkable earthquake that shakes men's souls. So Paul wandered through Asia Minor, Greece, Macedonia, preaching the gospel and establishing churches, strong congregations of faithful saints who endured persecution for the sake of their faith in Jesus Christ. He traveled with Timothy and Luke and Erastus, sent out other missionaries, wrote letters to the churches that he couldn't visit, and laid a firm foundation of Christianity among the Gentiles. Indeed, the Gentile converts were now more numerous than the Jews. 
And the people loved Paul and thought of him as their own apostle sent by Christ to the Gentiles. Brother Agabus, why have you come to me? I heard you were returning to Jerusalem. The Spirit of God has told me to go. Give me your belt, Paul. I know you're a true prophet, Agabus. You may have anything of mine that you have need of. See? See how I am bound hand and foot? These are the words of the Holy Spirit. Thus will the Jews in Jerusalem bind the man to whom this belt belongs and hand him over to the Gentiles. Paul, do you hear him? Don't go to Jerusalem. Will you have me deny the voice of the Spirit to save my life? What would my life be worth then, when the Lord learned not to trust me to obey? I know nothing of what will come to me in Jerusalem, but I set no store by life. I only want to finish the race, complete the task which the Lord Jesus assigned to me of bearing my testimony to the gospel of God's grace. You all know me. But I assure you now that none of you will see my face again. So now I declare publicly that no man's damnation can be laid at my door. I have held back no secrets. I have told you all that I know. If you do not follow the path I taught you, it is your own choice and not my negligence. Keep Watch over yourselves. Be good shepherds to the church. For I know that when I am gone, savage wolves will come in among you and not spare the flock. Even from among your own number, there will be men coming forward who will distort the truth to fool the saints into breaking the faith and following after their lies. For all these years, I have never ceased to counsel you. I have prayed for you. I have wept for you. I have never taken anything from you, not money, not clothing. I have worked with my own hands to earn my way. Do as I have done. Take nothing and give all you can to help others. For as Jesus taught, the only joy in the world is to give to others, not to get from them. Paul, don't leave us. Stay with us. Don't go to Jerusalem. No. He will go where he must go. Do we help him by making it harder for him to obey the Lord? No man loves you more than I do, Paul. But if the Lord has called you, even to your death, then I will gladly help you on your way. 
Timothy, my brother, my son. God be with you all till we meet again. When will that be? At the judgment bar of God. May we all be justified there through the grace of Christ. It happened as they feared. Paul was scarcely in Jerusalem before a mob formed at the temple where they accused him of bringing a Gentile into the sacred inner court, a crime punishable by death. Then they dragged him out into the street. The only thing that saved his life was that the commander of the Roman cohort came, put Paul in chains, and quieted the crowd. Then Paul told the mob of his vision on the road to Damascus. They listened for a while, but couldn't bear to hear his testimony for long. Enough of this. Let's give them what they want. A little blood. Take him and flog him, and then hold him for a while until the mob quiets down. When did they give you the right to flog a Roman citizen without a trial? What was that? What did you say? Are you a citizen? I am. You? <laughs> cost me more money than most men see in their lives to buy my citizenship. How could you ever afford it? Here is the document, sir. You see, I was born a citizen. Jupiter, bless me. I'd rather teach you about another god who will do you much more good. So the commander set Paul free of the chains and called forth the Jewish leaders to make sure what charge they wanted brought against him. Paul stood before the Sanhedrin. You all know me. I served you once. And you thought I was worthy of respect then, when I was terrifying innocent people because they recognized the Messiah when he came. I tell you that only now, through Jesus Christ, is my conscience clear. Do you hear this man claim to be perfect? Strike him on the mouth for that blasphemy. God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. Brothers! I am a Pharisee. I was born and bred a Pharisee. I studied with Gamaliel. Don't you see? The only issue here is whether or not there will be a resurrection of the dead. If they had their way, all of us Pharisees would be killed for believing that the dead will rise. The Sadducees have always hoped to turn this matter of the Christians against us. I studied with Saul. What he has said is true. It's the resurrection they are condemning. Why shouldn't an angel appear to a Pharisee and teach him the truth? Why should the Sadducees keep such control over Israel? So Paul divided his enemies, and the Sadducees plotted to murder him. And finally, in despair, the Roman governor Festus called upon King Herod Agrippa for advice. I thought the Jews had some accusation against him calling for his death the way they did. But when I asked them to accuse him, they only quibbled over some point of religion and fell to quarreling among themselves. You understand these Jews, King Agrippa. You even live their law, I hear. 
Let the man speak then. I'd like to hear what he has to say. So Paul spoke to Agrippa in his own defense. The Christians had no firmer enemy than I was. But Agrippa, I saw the light. I heard the voice of Christ. He commanded me to teach the people to open the eyes of the Gentiles to the light. My life is the proof of what I say. How else will you explain why I suddenly turned from everything I believed, from all my actions before? I have spent all the years since then teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, establishing churches in every city I entered. Have I profited from it? Am I rich? Do I lead rebellions? No. All I have gained is the hatred of the Jews, chains and prisons. That and the love of Jesus Christ, the happiness of the faithful. Look at my own life. And the only way you can explain why a man would do this is that it is true. There's another explanation. You studied too much in your youth, and it made you a lunatic. <laughs> to you, I seem a lunatic. But you, King Agrippa, you understand the scriptures. You know how God can change a man's life. You believe the prophets. I do, Saul of Tarsus. I think I know how Pharaoh felt when Moses came before him. You are not Pharaoh. And you are not Moses. But almost, Saul, almost you persuade me to be a Christian. Festus, send him out. I must talk to you. Take him out. You don't think he's insane? Festus, this man has done nothing that deserves death or imprisonment. He's worth a dozen Sanhedrins. They only want him dead because they have no answer for the doctrines that he preaches. If you want my advice, let him go. <laughs> well, why not? I'd take your advice, Agrippa. I'd let him go in a minute. Only one problem. And what is that? When he saw he was going to be tried in Jerusalem, he exercised his right as a citizen and appealed the case to Rome. If he hadn't done that, I could let him go. But now, it's out of my hands. To Rome he goes. <laughs> 